Fundraising everywhere. 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 You need to add me in there. Hey everyone, it's Simon Scriver here, one of the co-founders of Fundraising Everywhere. Welcome to another podcast, and this is a special episode of our Fundraising Everywhere podcast. We decided for a few episodes uh, to focus on the musings, the intelligent thoughts, the ramblings, and the insights from Mr. Ken Burnett. Uh, if you don't know Mr. Ken Burnett, he's a bit of a, a legend in fundraising. Uh, he presented these 10 keys to finding, recruiting, and retaining individual donors. He presented these originally at one of our past individual giving uh, virtual summits. Um, and a side note, our individual giving virtual summit is coming up, uh, so you can book your tickets now at fundraisingeverywhere.com. But Ken presented these 10 keys around individual donors uh, and people loved it and I loved it. Um, and I've learned so much from Ken over the years. If you don't know Ken Burnett, you really should. He's got a number of good or great, I should say, books on fundraising out there. Uh, he's an author, lecturer and consultant on fundraising, marketing and communications. He served on the board of ActionAid. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of Sophie, the showcase of fundraising, innovation and inspiration. Do you know Sophie? We go on about Sophie loads because we love it. Uh, he's also been one of the judges in our charity virtual event awards, um, which are also open up for nominations now. So do check that out. I mean, really, Ken has been ingrained in our fundraising lives um, for as long as I can remember. And so we want to hand over the microphone to Ken today. Um, and for the next few podcasts, or for a series of podcast episodes, uh, we're going to listen to Ken's syrupy, silky, and lovely accented voice uh, telling us the 10 keys to finding, recruiting, and retaining individual donors. Over to you, Ken. Hello, and welcome to 10 Keys to Finding, Recruiting, and Retaining Individual Donors. This is session six, Storytelling to Change the World. And somebody should change the world because it's a lousy world in many ways, and that somebody might as well be us. And the means that we can do it is with storytelling, which of course is one of the great buzzwords of our sector now. But it's a buzzword for a very important reason because Storytelling has real power to move people to action. At its heart, what fundraisers do is tell stories, stories that move people to take action to make a difference. People respond very differently to stories from any other sort of information that comes their way. And nothing works so well with almost any audience anywhere as telling a transformational story. So why people like stories and why stories work so well for fundraisers? Well, I used to tell a story, almost a joke, but to make a point, talking about neuroscience meets marketing, the new shape of fundraising. And in it, I told of this hormone, oxytocin. You may have heard of it. It's also known as the love hormone. And I said, kind of half in jest, uh, 
that at a, a major donor reception, an imaginary major donor reception, what should happen is that the fundraiser should be standing with his arm or her arm behind her back, holding a syringe, and in the syringe is a little amount of oxytocin. And at the crucial moment, as the major donor is just ready, you step forward and squirt some of the oxytocin up the major donor's nose. And then that way you can be sure your gift will come in the most generous fashion. If you want to score with your major donor, first spray some oxytocin up his or her nose. Now this, as I say, was part and jest, and then I discovered the work of Professor Paul Zak in an article called Why Your Brain Loves Good Storytelling from Harvard Business Review. And in it, he said, recent scientific work is putting a much finer point on just how stories change our attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. And he was talking about good old oxytocin. And he said, by taking blood before and after the narrative, we found that character-driven stories do consistently cause oxytocin synthesis. And further, the amount of oxytocin released by the brain predicts how much people are willing to help others, for example, donating money to a charity associated with the narrative. And there you go. That's the equivalent of squirting oxytocin up the major donor's nose. And the thing is, stories do that, and statistics simply don't. And yet most not-for-profit organizations bombard their supporters with dull, impenetrable statistics or lots of words about things that really don't matter when we should be telling them powerful stories. Now, unfortunately, I found this out just after I'd published my book, Storytelling Can Change the World, but the spirit of that um, major donor event is in there, I'm sure. So I want to also quote from Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, Le Petit Prince, The Little Prince, and he said, if we want to build a ship, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people together and get them to find wood and assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. To me, what this illustrates is that fundraisers are in the inspiration business, and it's emotional fundraising that actually takes us there. For fundraisers, what we are all about is the truth told well. Fundraising at its heart is communication. If you're in an organization that has a communication department that's quite separate from the fundraising department, I really pity you because I don't understand how that can function because fundraising is all about communication and only fundraisers should be charged with the responsibility for producing the communications that go to individual donors. And you need to learn the difference between information and communication. Fundraisers produce lots of information, but very little communication. Information is about giving out. We do lots of that. We push lots of stuff out, and mostly the world ignores it. But communication, and there is a spark in communication, communication is about getting through. And there's a world of difference between these two, and fundraisers absolutely need to master that difference. I'm going to show you two examples of great storytelling in fundraising. The first is what I think is one of the best direct mail 
acquisition letters of all time. It comes from Canada. It was written by the legendary Harvey McKinnon, uh, and it's a brilliant story for Make-A-Wish Foundation. It has a very strong opening. There's nothing, absolutely nothing worse than watching your three-year-old child die, and there's nothing better than stealing her back from heaven. My daughter Carly came back from certain death thanks to people like you. Now, the whole story of this, I'm not going to read the whole letter. The story is told on Sophie, but you can see that it's short sentences. It's beautifully written. There are no long words. It's one person talking to another person. Harvey wrote this letter with Carly's father, uh, and it is a most moving and personal, dramatic story, brilliantly told. The key points, it's of course covered in detail on Sophie, is it's a great story with a strong opener, an easy, fast-paced read, but with deep emotion. And that emotion is very carefully handled and something significant happens. There's a real balance between achievement and need. The narrative pulls the donor along, but at the crucial time, it's the donor's gift that makes all the difference. This is a letter well worth studying, particularly if you aspire to write copy. And it's got nothing to do with corporate brand values or any of that stuff. Another case that I would like to cite is the classic transformational amnesty long copy ads. Now, again, I've, I've mentioned these before. Uh, they break all the rules for press advertising, uh, particularly from a charity. Far too many words, but actually these ads produced new donors in volume at a profit off the page. They were an extraordinary success for Amnesty. And there's a series of about 12 of them shown on Sophie. They are quite fantastic. They're all written by the legendary copywriter Indra Sinha, who's got lots of Indra's good content is on uh, Sophie. They don't have to be long copy because sometimes a photograph will tell a thousand words. This most dramatic and disturbing image uh, it needs less words to support the point that it is making. Um, again, it's a powerful story told with passion that moves people to action. There's a section on Sophie called the great fundraising writers, there's a whole lot of stuff uh, under the heading of Sophie Stars from great legacy marketing through to the best corporate social engagement. But I would urge a copywriter to read the great fundraising writers. So coming next, session seven, face-to-face -face and false economies. This is about how fundraisers may have killed their golden goose. So I hope to see you soon. Thank you. The Fundraising Everywhere podcast, where we give you a glimpse into one of our amazing webinars or conferences. You can check out one of our full sessions and get a 50% discount by using the code FEPODCAST at fundraisingeverywhere.com. Yep, just head to the Fundraising Everywhere website and use the code FEPODCAST at the checkout to get 50% off any of our sessions. There once was conference held online that helped me reach some goals of mine. The crack was great, the speakers best, oh, fundraising everywhere go. Ha! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. 
One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow. They've been around for many years, we've learned and laughed and shed some tears. A community I'm proud to know, oh fundraising everywhere go. Ah! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow. Ah! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow.